Happy Fest of the Apostles. Um, in today's pollen, we see a lot of emphasis on fullness. The pollen epistles begins as this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The next verse he says, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. The last verse in the Pauline epistle today says this, But I know that when I come to you, I shall come to the, in fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. And so immediately we see this emphasis on fullness, on being full. When the Industrial Revolution happened in the United States, a lot of people from Europe wanted to you know, jump on a ship and come to the U.S. to work, to, uh, to America to work, to the New World. And one person was very poor, and so he worked a long time just to save money for the ticket. But all the money he had was only for the ticket. He didn't have any money for food. And so he went and bought this ticket, and with whatever left, little he left he had, he went and bought some cheese and crackers and said, you know what? The entire time I'm on the ship, I'm just going to eat from the cheese and crackers because he doesn't have any money for food. And so that's what he did. And so the ship, as the ship sailed, every day he would see people in the dining hall eating the finest food. And he would sit in a corner and eat cheese and crackers. That's all he had. Day after day after day, meal after meal after meal. Finally, on the last day, in the last meal, one of the cruise ships saw him, and he asked him, what are you doing? And the guy was embarrassed a little bit, and he said, that, that's all I have. All I brought with me is cheese and crackers. That's all I could afford. The crew member was very like confused, and he, he told him, why? He said, all the money I had, I spent on the ticket. So the crew member said, show me your ticket. He, he showed him his ticket, and he said, right there, it says it's all included. All this food is included. You could have been eating this food the whole time. Sometimes we have the same problem, I think. Sometimes we have the same problem. The day we became Christians, the fullness of the Spirit, the fullness of joy, the fullness of confidence, the fullness of goodness, all the things that St. Paul mentioned were included. We can be full of the Spirit every single day if we choose to. Unfortunately, sometimes we choose to sit on the corner and eat cheese and crackers rather than partaking of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, rather than really consuming what the, what the church and the Bible and God has to offer. And so today I want to meditate a little bit on what the readings are telling us about how to be full of the Spirit, how to be full every single day. That man on the boat was not full, right? He slept every day hungry. Because all he had is just a little bit of cheese and crackers. He was never full at the end of the day. And we don't want to be like that. And so, the readings today actually tell us a lot about how to be full in the Spirit. For example, in the Bible, at the very end, the, the last few verses says this. Christ is speaking and he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And here we see at least one way we can be full of the Holy Spirit. Simply ask. Um, obviously, this verse, ask and you shall receive, knock and it will be opened to you, all of that, people take it in different ways, but the Gospel of Luke is very clear. This is about the Holy Spirit. Of course, God is happy to provide for us, and He wants to see us satisfied in, in other ways. But the most important thing God can give us is Himself, is God. And that's what He's giving us. He's giving us the Holy Spirit. God Himself is being given to us. All we have to do is ask. But the beginning of the Gospel, actually, Christ focuses on being insistent in asking. And so we have to ask every day. And there is power in asking. Of course God can give us without asking, but there is power. There is a relationship that builds. There is a connection that builds when we are asking. Because we're asking for something we actually want. Something that we value. Something that we know is going to fill us. And so prayer becomes kind of the cornerstone to being filled of the Spirit. Asking and asking and asking every day. Father Matthew the poor actually, in one of his sermons to the monks, he asked them, he's like, Fathers, you do so many matanias every day. How many of them do you ask to be filled of the Holy Spirit? And how many of them do you ask to be, to, to, to be united with the Holy Spirit? And I mean, obviously, like, we're not monks, but I think the, the question still stands. Are we really asking for the Holy Spirit? Because if we're not, then we don't see the value. We ask for things that we feel that they are valuable. And that's what God wants to condition us. In another part, Father Matthew the Poor actually says, he talks about, he's talking about his own generation, but I think it's still applicable today. He says the problem with, genera- with this generation is that it's like a child whose mom, keep, his, whose mother keeps telling him, eat. And the child is like, no, no, I don't want to eat. Again, eat, eat. Day after day, the child is losing weight. He's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And his mother is telling him, you have to eat. You can't live like this. He says, if, if his mother takes him to one of the wise doctors, they're going to tell her there's nothing we can do. He's already, he's, he's rejecting life itself if he doesn't want to eat. It's really up to him. And so Father Matthew the Poor says, if, you, if, we, if we want to accept life, we have to eat. We have to partake of the Holy Spirit. And the best way to do that is through prayer. The church is pushing us, pray, pray, pray. And unfortunately, we settle for the cheese and crackers rather than the full course meal. Um, sometimes, we, sometimes our youth maybe ask, like, why is the liturgy so long? Our liturgy is a little bit longer than many of the other denominations. Um, and in some ways, some denominations, all they do is a songs, a sermon, and a little Bible reading. And there's nothing wrong with that. These are great. But they're like a snack, right? A liturgy is a four-course meal. If we're going to a buffet and we're hungry, it's perfect. We're going to be full by the end of it. But if we're going to a buffet and we're not very hungry, then we're not going to benefit very much. The, the, the liturgy and with its Bible readings, with its hymns, with its moments for meditations, with everything that surrounds it, is a full-course meal that is intended to keep us full for the rest of the week. At least give us some energy. And the liturgy itself, actually in in Egypt, one of the things that the liturgy always focused on is being filled. 
uh, in the epiclesis, in the invocation of the Holy Spirit, one of the features of Egyptian liturgy, of the Egyptian anaphora, is to ask, is to actually tie it to the, the holy, 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 heaven and earth are full of your glory and honor, and then the next thing would ask God to fill this sacrifice. Eventually it changes into send uh, the Holy Spirit, but this, uh, this thing is actually found, this connection is found in the liturgy of St. Cyril even today. In the Holy, Holy, Holy. Not the, the second epiclesis later. But in the Holy, 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 the liturgy of St. Cyril still says this. Holy, after, after the people respond, the priest says, Holy is the Lord of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your holy glory, O Lord, our God. Truly heaven and earth are full of your holy glory. Through your only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior and King of us all, Jesus Christ, fill the sacrifice which is yours, O Lord with the blessing that is from you, through the coming of your Holy Spirit upon it. And then the people will say, Amen. The church also focuses on the Holy Spirit in the third hour. This text we all know, when we speak directly to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to come and be with us and fill everything. We say, O Heavenly King, the Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who is present in all places and fills all the treasury of good things, and the life giver graciously come and dwell in us and purify us from all defilement, O good one, and save our soul. The church is showing us that we are given a full meal and we just need to keep praying to be filled of it. Prayer is part of how we partake of the Holy Spirit. And so Christ's words ask. That's the first thing. There's another two things that are mentioned, and we'll go through them a little quickly and in the rest of the readings. In Acts, we see actually one of the first times, not one of, the first time, St. Paul is called Paul in the scripture. Up until this point, he's always called Saul. And then in the court of Sergius Paulus, um, in Cyprus, he's finally, you know, the Acts names him Paul. Um, and there's a lot of theories about it, but it, I thought it was interesting because yesterday was actually the feast of uh, Amba Bra'am, the Bishop of Fayyum, and his first name was, was Paul. But... In Acts, after, uh, before they actually go to the minister, they are in Antioch, and it says this about Paul and Barnabas, it says, and the people in Antioch, it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent him away. Here we see fasting twice, fasted and fasting, in relation of the Holy Spirit. And that's maybe one of the beauty of the Apostles' Fast that we miss sometimes. Fasting in the Apostles' Fast is tied to the Holy Spirit. There might be a question mark, you know, why are we fasting after Pentecost? This is joy. But one of the ways to be full of the Holy Spirit is through fasting. And the scripture here shows it. The fasting of the Holy Spirit too is not focused so much on like self-denial and repentance and those themes that are very heavy in like Lent for example. Instead it's more of a joyous fast focused on service, focused on the church itself, um, how to be filled of the Holy Spirit. And it's a great opportunity. If we want to be full of the Holy Spirit, like in Acts, we need to fast. That's what they did. They fasted, they prayed, and they ministered. The other thing, lastly, is what's mentioned in the Catholic epistle today, and it's simply to live. Live in the Spirit. Um, in the Catholic epistle, he says this. This is from First Peter. Blessed be the Lord God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, 
to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Sometimes we need to learn how to live in joy, to live in the Spirit. Um, and everything in it, you know, we need to learn how to enjoy life, but enjoy it the right way. How to enjoy prayer, how to enjoy reading the Bible, how to enjoy the things that the church offers and the, the things that God puts in our life. And there is a little bit of learning. I mean, people pray differently and people enjoy things differently. Some people like to put an icon and light a candle and some people like to pray while they're standing. Some people like to pray while they're kneeling. And it's something that we have to learn how to live in prayer, how to live these prayer, how to live in the Spirit. Also, how to engage the Spirit in the little things we do throughout the day. Father Matthew the Poor says, if you engage the Spirit in any work you do, it becomes a spiritual work, it becomes a holy work, it becomes service. So even if we're doing chores or homework or our daily job or you know, going around, doing a hobby, doing our taxes, whatever it is we're doing, if we're involving the Spirit in it, it becomes holy. It becomes spiritual work. Um, there is a book called The Practice of the Presence of God about a monk called Father Lawrence, or Brother Lawrence, actually. They call their monks brothers. Uh, Brother Lawrence was a monk that worked in the kitchen. Like His job was to make food for the, the abbey that he was in. Um, and the entire book is, is about how he kind of fine-tuned the, the practice of the presence of God. So throughout the whole day, he would be talking to God in his mind. And he said it at the beginning, it took some effort, it took some practice. But eventually it just becomes a second nature. And throughout the day, as you're walking, you feel that God is present here. And now, he's next to me, I'm talking to him. Even if I'm not opening my mouth, this, this feeling is never far from me. And it takes practice, I think, to do that. And it's very... But the book is very influential. It's, it's very small, but the idea is powerful. And so the three things that I think the scripture is highlighting today is first, ask. Prayer. Prayer is key. It's the cornerstone to be filled with the Spirit. If we don't want to eat cheese and crackers, if we want to eat from the heavenly banquet, we need to pray. And we need to pray insistently. We need to ask every day. The second thing was fasting. Uh, fasting in, the, in, in Acts today was a cornerstone to see what the Spirit is doing, to be full of the Spirit, to make spiritual decisions. And the Apostle Fast is a great opportunity for that. And the last thing is simply living, to live in the Spirit, to live this hope that God has given us. May we become full of the Spirit on every day. May we stop eating cheese and crackers and little things that don't fill us. May we enjoy the abundant feast of the fullness of the Spirit, and may we engage Him in every aspect of our life. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen.